Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in before this episode starts to let you know that this episode looks a little different than the more recent episodes of Minimalish. In the beginning, my husband and I started this podcast together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, and it's gone through a few changes along the way. I kept these episodes here because I still believe they are really foundational to explain the minimalism journey my family and I have been on, and they align with what my what Minimalish is all about. It's also pretty fun to have these early episodes on here where my husband and I are both sharing our thoughts on minimalism because, as his wife, his opinions and views on the topic are important to me. All right, that's enough explanation for me. Let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Minimalist Family Podcast. This is Desiree, and I am coming to you today solo again. Nick just has a lot going on at school right now, and he is focusing on that because that is kind of his main thing. So 
I promise he'll be back soon. <laughs> and for now, you just get me. Um, I actually will have a guest on the podcast soon as well. And I have a couple of guests coming up. So you won't be stuck with just me for long, but this week I'm coming to you solo again. So today we are continuing our series of the heart of minimalism. So last week or the last episode, I should say. So we took a break week, um, but on our last episode, we talked about the heart of gratitude and how that relates to kind of the heart of minimalism. So we're getting deeper than just the surface level, just the decluttering. We're going to the reason behind and the heart behind minimalism and how to make lasting change as a minimalist. Um, So today we are talking about a topic that I think can actually relate to both the tangible, the stuff, the decluttering, and the intangible, and that is enough. So the word, the concept of the topic of enough. And hopefully today I'm going to give you some um, strategies that can help you Mm -hmm. define enough in your life. Because honestly, enough looks different. The concept of enough looks different to all of us. So I'm not going to give you answers. If I gave you my own answers to what is enough, I really don't think that would get you very far um, because your life looks different than mine. But we are going to talk about just strategies to figure out how to define that for ourselves. And personally, I'm still in the process of this. So these are things I'm still doing in my life, um, strategies I'm putting to use to figure out what is enough in my life. So the reason we are talking about this kind of stuff, like the heart stuff of minimalism, is because I believe that minimalism can be a life-changing thing. I would argue to say, though, that if there isn't a heart change, there won't be any kind of life change. There won't be lasting change. Like, just because you declutter your home, it's not going to make real change in your life um, if there isn't a heart change there. So personally, for me and for Nick and I, I don't think lasting change would happen, especially for me. Um, I don't have like motivation just behind a tidy house. I do think it's nice. Like now that we have a house with less stuff in it, I do think it's helpful. I think it's a good thing. Um, But personally, that doesn't motivate me enough um, to continue with minimalism. And I would probably let things pile up. And I have let things pile up at times. but I wouldn't put the extra work in that that it takes to declutter that stuff if there wasn't a heart change for me. Um, so what does that look like? What does the heart change behind minimalism look like? I think it's just like completely shifting your life and shifting the way you see possessions, the way you see things, the way you put value in your things and your um, the amount of stuff and the amount of stuff you have in your life and the amount of stuff you are involved in. Um, The more complicated your life, the better, right? The more that you are involved in, the more worthy you are, the more you're doing, the better. The more you have, the more value you have. So I think that's like the typical cultural view. And as a minimalist, you take that and you turn it on its head and you say that, you know, a life that is simplified is a more joyful life. So that's why we're talking about the heart behind minimalism. And 
like I said, defining enough and what enough is. It changes from person to person, from culture to culture, but it's important because minimalism tells us that we can be happier with less stuff. We have to change what we believe about what is enough and look at it with a more critical eye and figure out what really is enough. So before I keep going on about that, we usually start each episode, which I kind of already started this, but we usually kind of talk about what we're going to talk about. And then we talk about something that we learned for the week. So sorry about any baby noises in the background. It's just going to happen today Um, because I need to power through this. And she is awake in the other room with Nick. We usually talk about each week what we are learning. So something we're learning for the week because we believe in lifelong learning. We're both educators. This week I'm learning to be okay with mess. And it's kind of funny because I've been okay with mess all of my life. I would say more so I've been lazy about mess all of my life. Um, And then minimalism came in and I've kind of felt this standard because of minimalism to never have a mess in my house. However, I fail miserably at that because it's just not possible for me, no matter how little possessions that we have. And I know it's hard to hear that coming from a minimalist podcast, maybe, or hard to believe it, but... This is the Minimalist Family Podcast, and let's just go ahead and acknowledge right now the fact that kids make messes. Not only that, but feeding a family daily makes a mess, and being a stay-at-home mom and actually living in this house every day with Gemma, like, we are here all day, not that we don't leave our house ever, but we are here, like, for long periods of time, we eat every meal in the house, it makes a mess. Luckily, because of minimalism, I say this all the time, but luckily because of minimalism, it takes way less time to pick up that mess, and it's not usually a disaster. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's not like there is just piles and piles of stuff, so it doesn't get super overwhelming, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a mess there just because we have less stuff, and it also doesn't mean that I actually want to clean up the mess every day. Like, even if it only takes me 20 or 30 minutes some days, I just don't feel like I have the energy for that. And if you're a mom or a parent, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, even though a task might feel simple, some days you just do not have the energy to put into that simple task. Um, And sometimes, honestly, what I'm coming to terms with is that I don't need to. I don't need to pick up the mess every single day. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, Living in clutter can be debilitating. I do believe that. Um, And I know that now, like after decluttering our home so much and living with less clutter, I know that clutter can be debilitating. But also, if we can't function in and out of the daily messes that a family brings, if we can't look past it and do what might be more important in that moment, um, I think that can actually be debilitating as well, and it can be a problem. So I feel like on either side, too much clutter can make us anxious or can make us can be debilitating, but also feeling this standard of perfectionism and not being able to live through a little bit of mess or live in a little bit of mess sometimes and feeling like you always need to have it perfect, I feel like that can be debilitating too. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a neat freak, so I feel like when I... I feel like I've recently tried to force myself into this perfectionist mentality because of minimalism with having a perfect house, and I felt that to also be debilitating. So I don't know if that makes sense, but basically my learning this week is that life is messy, kids are messy, doesn't matter if you have less stuff. 
living in the mess is okay sometimes, but also figuring out, I guess, the priority. Is the priority right now to pick up the mess or are there other things that need to be done? Or do I just need to rest? Like, do I just need a nap? Do I just need to breathe instead of pick up the mess? Um, so that's, that's kind of my learning. All right, so let's talk about enough. What is enough for you? What is enough for me? I'm sure that question will look different no matter who is answering it. And I think this topic can be super broad. This episode could get really long. So I'm going to focus in and instead of talking through like, what's enough for me? What's enough for you? (laughs) And giving you numbers and giving you super specific examples. This is actually going to be more of an episode where I give you some strategies that I'm currently thinking about and using um, to define enough in my life. And hopefully those strategies will be helpful for you to define enough. So first things first, I think the way we think about the word enough needs to change. Um, Sometimes I think enough even though it, I think it should have a positive connotation, I think sometimes somehow it has a negative connotation. Like sometimes when I think of enough, it feels like I'm talking about a minimum or like a bare minimum or a baseline. Like I have just enough. And I think with minimalism, it's made me rethink enough. And what I want you to do is I want you to think of enough as your goal. So I want... So you want to have enough. You want to have just enough. You want to just be enough. You want to do just enough. And I know, like, if you are doing just enough, like, typically that sounds negative. But um, I want you to just work with me here and think of it with a positive spin. Because excess is where we get ourselves into stress. And that doesn't just mean possessions. Like, I think if we are doing excess things in our life and I am like notorious for trying to pile on new things and new hobbies and new everything, then that can be also um, a negative thing. So excess can be negative no matter where it is in our lives. So my first strategy for helping you define enough in your life is to make an enough list. And this is something that is going to apply more to your everyday and more to like your to-do list or your schedule than your possessions. So I read a blog post once on Storyline, um, which is Don Miller's blog, and I'll link it below, but it has stuck with me. And it's about our to-do lists. And it's kind of about, like, I think it's kind of like essentialism in a way. And it's about thinking about all that we need to get done in a day and all that we put on ourselves in a day. And I know that personally, I can get like really behind to-do lists. Like I can get behind writing a super long to-do list out and feeling like I'm going to accomplish all this and feeling validated when I accomplish a lot of those things and when I check that list off. Like, yes, I checked off my list today. I'm a good person. I'm a good wife today. I'm a good mom today. All because I checked off these things off my to-do list. Like I am... I'm doing good. But if I don't get the things done that I wrote down on my to-do list, which is honestly usually the case, um, I know I sound like, I feel like I always sound like a lazy person on here. Like, 
I can't do things. But honestly, I this is just the truth. I usually do not check off my to-do list when I write a long one. Um, I end up feeling pretty bad about myself. And then I feel overwhelmed because I add all of these things from that current day that I didn't get done to the next day, which already has its own agenda, already has its own list. Um, so what an, what an enough list is, it's a short list and it's about defining what is enough for today. If I do these three things, and three is the number given on the blog post, um, but that doesn't mean it's the number you have to use, but I would say keep it small. But if I do these three things, that will be enough for today. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're in a season that is super busy, this is a good practical tip for you. Um, But it's also a good strategy in defining, I think, what's enough in our everyday lives. Because if you do this day after day, if you make this list of three things that will be enough, if I accomplish these things today, it will be enough. If you make that list day after day, I think looking at that list and looking at what was important to you to accomplish each day will help you define what's enough and help you maybe look at those longer lists you've made and think about like what are you putting on yourself that doesn't need to be put on you what um what daily things what what are you doing that is excess so for me for example my enough list for today was to make a warm Sunday dinner for my family to get this podcast recorded and to prepare my for my classes tomorrow. Um, I just started teaching ESL classes online and I have a lot of them tomorrow. So I want to prepare for them tonight because they're early. So of course I have other things I want to get to today, but these are the things I need to do. These are the things that will be enough for today if I don't do the other things. Honestly, after I kind of brainstormed this podcast, I didn't feel like recording it today, but I put it on my enough list, so here I am. And I do love recording the podcast, but sometimes it just feels like, okay, am I in like a mood to have a monologue with myself? Not all the time. And I'm sorry if you hear the screeching in the background. I just swear. That's just normal baby noises. She talks a lot. So my encouragement to you overall with enough lists is to keep it simple and to not use a list to validate yourself and what you get done, but rather to make a short, simple list that helps you focus on what is truly important and truly enough for your day. Okay, strategy number two is to look at what you use daily. So think what I use daily is enough. And this is more in the possessions area. And I admit that while I was writing this out, I felt a little bit convicted because like right now we are kind of, I feel like we're constantly purging. Um, We've switched over from like summer to fall and winter clothes and we're just kind of going through the things that we didn't really know we still had. Um, So we're we're in this little bit of a decluttering process and and just thinking through this tip, this strategy has kind of made me feel a little bit convicted personally because I think that I'm still um, getting to this point. But when it comes to your home and to your possessions and what is enough when it comes to possessions, you can think about what is actually useful. And something that is useful is most likely, not not in all cases, but it's most likely something that you use every day 
or at least weekly. You use it often. Like something that's sitting dusty in your house, unless it's like a decoration that you really love and you don't dust often, which I understand. I I can feel you on that. Um, But most of the time, if like there's a kitchen appliance in your house that's dusty, maybe it's not something that needs to be on your enough list of of your possessions. So, um, So thinking about what you use daily or weekly, or something that is useful. It's a question you can ask yourself when you're decluttering to figure out what is enough to have in this room, in this area of my house. Um, Keeping more than enough in your home, even in just certain areas of your home, can definitely lead to clutter. And I will say we definitely struggle with this in some areas, for sure, still in our own home. Um, But others, we're doing well. And for one, we... Even though we have to keep on top of our kitchen because we use it every day to eat for every single meal, um, it's also a place I feel like where we've boiled down to what is enough, and that's pretty much it. And sometimes I feel like people look at me strangely because I don't have certain appliances that everyone else has, but it's just those things are more than enough for me. They are too much because I do not use them daily or weekly. So if you're looking to to define enough when it comes to your stuff, a better question than what is enough, like a a better question that might help you actually think critically about this is what is useful. Other questions to ask yourself could be what is beautiful? What brings joy? And this is only a start to kind of this decluttering process. So strategy one was more about your schedule, your everyday life, um, the stuff that you do, the stuff that you feel, um, you know, you put on your list for the day. So strategy two is more about your possessions. And strategy three, my last strategy for you, I don't know if it's really a strategy, but we're just going to group it in with everything else, um, is more about kind of like the deeper stuff, how you're feeling, and relating that to what you're committed to. In everyday life. So strategy three is self-evaluation. And what I want you to do for this strategy is to think about yourself. And I don't say that to mean being self-centered. I just mean like how often do we really sit and think about how we are doing, how we are feeling? Like really, how are you doing? If you feel stressed, anxious, overly tired, are you doing too much? Is there too much around you? So this can also be related to the stuff, the tangible stuff in your life as well. But this might not be a strategy to help you determine what is enough, but rather if you are right now doing more than enough, have more than enough in your home. So this is kind of like turning it, turning it on its head and looking at, do you have too much in your life? Are you doing too much? How can we get back to enough? Like how can we eliminate and simplify? I think that um, more than enough isn't always bad, and for some seasons of life, it may it might be necessary. Um, but I challenge you that if you are feeling overwhelmed, run down, whatever, anything like that, to think about if there is any way you can simplify. So even if it feels like okay, I have many, like a million kids, and we're committed to a million things, and these things are important. How can you simplify? Just challenge yourself to think that because I honestly don't think we're meant to be running ourselves ragged every single day. So how can you get closer to just enough? 
you might, you are doing more than enough right now. If you feel that way, if you feel overwhelmed, how can you get closer to just enough? I think our culture has us believing that we're meant to be busy, involved in a hundred things, getting our kids involved in a hundred things. But really, I don't think it has to be that way. Um, I know I only have a baby. I don't have like kids the age that can be involved in things, but still, I hope that I can like control it when it comes to that. And though some people maybe, maybe you thrive off of that, you thrive off of doing a million things. I personally do not. Um, so think about, are you thriving or are you overwhelmed? Is there anything you can cut out? Is there anything you can get rid of? Is there anything, any way you can simplify your life? And that's all I have when it comes to talking about enough. Um, I hope these strategies are simple enough and I hope they help you get to the heart of what is enough for you when it comes to your possessions, when it comes to your schedule, your to-do list, anything in your life. I hope this helps you kind of redefine what is enough and get to that place. Um, Remember, though, I just want to encourage you that more than anything, I feel like life can make us feel like we have to do it all. And no matter how much you do or don't do in a day, you are enough. And I feel like that sounds cheesy. I feel like we hear that a lot. Um, Personally, I think I need that reminder all the time. And you don't have to reach for things. You don't have to reach for lists, schedules, to be any more enough than you already are. You are enough for this day, for tomorrow, for the people in your family, for your husband, for your kids, for your dog, whatever. (laughs) You are enough just as you are right now. And that doesn't mean we can't like improve ourselves. Of course, that's what we're reaching for. That's what we want to be doing. But that doesn't mean that we have to. Like, you don't have to improve yourselves to be enough. You are just, you are just enough. You can, you know, strive to be a better version of yourself, but you right now, how you are is enough. Maybe that doesn't make sense to you, but I just wanted to encourage you in that way. And I hope someone needed to hear that um, today. And hopefully that kind of helps you rest a little bit in whatever kind of overwhelm you are feeling. All right, that's all for today. If you are loving our podcast, please leave us a rating or a review um, or both. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. This has been an episode of the Minimalist Family Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're loving the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. It will definitely help us get the word out and help other people discover our podcast. Even better, go ahead and share this with a friend that you know will love it too. We hope to see you back here next week. Until then, cheers to living with less stuff and more joy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.